0: it's spring and I'm thinking of graduates not shocking since my social media feeds are full of bright smiling faces ready to bust into the next stage of life you don't have to be leaving school to be graduating into a new phase in life though maybe you're graduating in a retirement into a promotion or a life change of a different kind when we step into new phases we can enter a new series of challenges to our worth my mind goes back to when I was a few months into my first job in radio and had an awakening I was in a meeting sharing ideas with my boss and general manager, and it seemed to be going well. I was this young, energetic kid with a lot of ideas, and my bosses were listening, or faking it really well. After that meeting, and many to follow, it dawned on me that the only ideas that mattered were those that made or saved money. I could have all the ideas in the world and be brimming with enthusiasm, but financial gains counted most. Coming up with those ideas would dictate my sense of worth, sadly, for years to come. Some people adapt to this, eagerly entering the race and never deviate. As a result, they can manage to rack up a lot of wins. The rude awakening occurs when they no longer are the ones generating the money-making or saving ideas, or someone better at it comes along. Moving from one place to another in life can reshuffle our deck. The voices that once gave us our guardrails and goals aren't around. Those teachers we knew, the supportive people in our lives go away, and we inherit new voices with different motives and desires for our production. In retirement, the routine of achievement of our life's work goes away, and we're left to find a new metric to inform our worth. It's a great time to remember our worth doesn't depend on our production. It never did. Our worth is a fact of our existence. Jesus was met with three big temptations when he walked into the new experience of the wilderness. He might have heard of this, but each temptation was leveled at him the same way. They all drew into question whether he was the son of God. The one tempting him said to him three times, if you are the son of God, do this. These temptations were direct assaults on the truth he just heard after being baptized. This is my son whom I love, in him I am well pleased. His tempter gave him quick fixes and wrong ways to go about them to prove his worth. Jesus rejected all three by stating a truth found in the Scriptures. Only in Western Christianity would we take this story and make it about challenging ourselves to do more Bible reading. Look at this here. Jesus knew the Scriptures. We should too. I mean, I guess that's one takeaway. But Jesus wasn't trying hard to remember Scripture. The Bible says Jesus was Scripture. He was the Word come to life. The sacred text was being written when He spoke. He wasn't remembering scripture and applying it. He was simply restating who he was to a new challenge to that truth. He was reiterating his worth to further questions about it. We need to do the same. We must at each new wilderness. In her book, Already Enough, A Path to Self-Acceptance, Lisa Oliveira writes, we are inundated with stories of who we should be and what it means to be good, acceptable, desirable, and successful all the time through all phases of our life. At every new stage, we're brought back into this evaluation. We're not going to be able to avoid judging ourselves. It's just part of problem solving. We need to be able to do it. All of us are dealing with I'm not good enough thinking. It's just a natural human pattern. So our work is to restate our worth in spoken and unspoken ways. It takes practice and is a way of life. The problem is we accept the message about our worth from our new stage instead of carrying the truth of our worth into the new stage. Our worth is an ongoing daily reminder for us to assert. Jesuit priest Gregory Boyle works with Los Angeles gang members and says this about trying to change. There is nothing once and for all in any decision to change. Each day brings a new embarking. It's always a recalibration and reassessing of attitude and the old tired ways of proceeding which are hard to shake for any of us. So how do we improve? Be aware of what's given value in the new stage you're entering. It's okay to compete and try to add value, but your worth was carried into this new stage, and someday you'll be walking into the next stage with it. Your success in this new place, however that's defined, doesn't give you worth. You already have it. Living this can be a more significant temptation for the people having success as defined by their new place. We all can become what Arthur Brooks calls success addicts in an endorphin-fueled chase to establish ourselves. If we're doing well, the temptation to define our worth by things going well gets really seductive. Once it's over or changes, it's no surprise we're swallowed in a crisis of worth. So here are some things to do. Give some space between you and what you do. We all want to be fully committed, but we're not what we do. That's lived out by taking regular breaks finding other interests, and getting into what Adam Grant calls flow states of enjoyment, where we're lost in the experience. Best wishes in your new stage. Be well.